heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Racing Pulse heads to the weekend, finding you plenty of winners. On Racing Pulse, it's Gator's Game Plan. Ah, it is time for Gator's Game Plan. Looking forward to getting all of Gator's good oil for the Caulfield Zipping Classic meeting on the weekend. I've had uh, quite a few SMSs this morning, quite a few narky ones as well, but there is a nice one. As I say, good morning to you, Gator. I was left high and dry by uh, my uh, panel member here who you know Craig Davis very well he only thinks about himself because uh, sure. just I had a lapse in concentration when interviewing uh, Rob Heathcote and got a stingray confused with a jellyfish but yeah um, and he didn't help me out he just knew he kind of giggled as I continued to go on with a jellyfish which is what we expect here uh, around the RSN walls but I've got I've got a very nice RSN listener who says hey Michael I've got a bit of tri- trivia for you maybe you can redeem yourself and I'm going to ask Craig to see if any of the listeners might be able to hear his voice and I'll put this out to you as well. Um, Craig to you first of all what do you call a group of stingray? What's the collective noun for a group of stingrays? No idea. No idea. What about you Gator? I would uh, guess if it's in a fish range, it'd be like, um, I'm going to say a fever. Oh, are you serious? Was that, you? did you Google that? Because that's outstanding. Uh, they are called a fever. Yeah. And there had been no prompting, no pre-warned text message. You've just nailed that. Well done, Gator. Well, I'm available for trivia nights and bar mitzvahs. Um, down the track. And you know, the funny thing is, Craig goes to a trivia night every week, so uh, <laughs> and he gave us nothing. Anyway, um, <laughs> how have you been, Gator? Are you looking forward to the Zipping Classic meeting? Yeah, look, well and truly. I, th- I should volunteer before I get on my high horse here that um, during the homeschooling joys of COVID, I did uh, instruct our then grade five boy that bats were birds. In fact, they're mammals. <laughs> so just just write that down as well. It's not all roses and wine over here. Um, <laughs> Yes, looking forward to Saturday. I love the, the placement of the uh, the meeting and um, horses like Muramasa and those sort of gallopers uh, with plenty of upside mm. looking to even the next carnival are, uh, are shining bright, aren't they? Yeah, they certainly are. I'm looking forward to drilling down into a couple of the feature races, but um, how about we start with your, your key player, your number one seed of the weekend, uh, that is the linchpin. Yeah, look, uh, I was oscillating between... Tavi Time in Sydney, who looks extremely promising, and and Valana, who heads to Caulfield. I've sort of gravitated to Tavi Time. Uh, he just strikes a race of not much depth, um, as simple as that, and I'm surprised he's still, you know, in those black figures. Toes on the nose does look some sort of danger, but uh, outside of that, oh, gee, I can't see anything else um, challenging him what he did last time. So race three, number seven, Tavi Time, probably the one I'm most confident about over the, the 20 races. And you can get $2.50 for Tavi Time as well. So it's a backable little linchpin race, three, number seven, Tavi Time, um, which is the race that's got you scratching your head the most this weekend. Yeah, look, I'd like to say Nanguinis as a race, um, but I do see it as, as a challenge. Um, you've got a few stepping to 1600 for the first time. Uh, a couple of those horses that ran on well at Caulfield out wide are on a really tough day to do that. 
you know, there's talk that there was there was no bias, and I'm respectful of all views. We touched on it last week with Maddie, but for me, I'm I'm adding merit to those uh, that were able to make ground out wide. I mean, the pace in that race was freakish. Yet the leader ran second, and the one with the rails trail won it. When you're going 46 and a half first 800, it should be a swoopers race. Mm. Anyway, uh, uh, Consort Kid and Sunset Dreaming were the two best closers in that. Vivier ran on well in the thousand guineas back along the inside. And Modown brings in a different form line coming from the Schwartz race at Flemington. And arguably has a little more upside in the prep. And as you get to the tail end of these carnivals, they're the ones that I tend to gravitate to. So I'm going to tip Modan on top, but concede there's a lot of angles to this race, hence made it their long division race. Yeah, I think he's a pretty promising horse. Yep. I think that form out of that Flemington race, um, Gator with Schwartz winning, is going to be um, one that will be pretty pro- progressive. Where did you, um, in the end, put Vivier? Because as you mentioned, that um, pattern, which was totally against at Caulfield last start. Yeah, well, she was a long way back, but did make her run along the inside uh, lane. So I guess it wasn't um, savage. It just wasn't a great day to be a swooper, but certainly out wider. Back on the inside, you could make ground, and she did exactly that. Only Arctic Glamour had a quicker last 200 than her. Um, and I think she might be in touch this time. A, a, a softer tempo, which won't be difficult. Um, uh, she'll be... Uh, she's a danger. Second pick. Yep. Uh, no no potting on Arkansas Kid, but do you just think $2.30 is a bit tight for it? Simple as that. Yeah. yeah, look, back in the day, the best bets days, I didn't have the luxury of those seeing those early markets, most of them. Um, you know, it'd be. I just wonder what my mindset would be uh, with a blank canvas, as in not knowing the market. But I guess what you're doing when you're, when you're um, placing them in ratings order, which is what I like to do, is you're effectively framing a market yourself. So... If he's if he's $2.30, in my very humble, um, you know, I think that's a bit thin for him uh, uh, to win the race, given the, the different angles to it. Um, how did you rate the, the form of the Wendy Kelly um, gallop of Morichino, the three-year-old filly? Yeah, look, um, she's certainly on, on that upward trajectory, isn't she? she look, she hasn't got the, the runs on the board figures-wise, uh, for a few of these, and but sometimes that can catch you out. It certainly does <laughs> with me quite a few times. So often that upside can offset that, um, and the rating just hasn't caught up with them yet. So um, I, I wouldn't say no, but I've got her outside those top three or four hopes. Who's the D-Day horse this weekend? Oh, uh, look, there's a few. Um, we had Skylab last week, and he was heavily backed, and I thought we were home, but he just couldn't quite reel them in. So he's still on the radar, but... I'm going to go race 10, number three, Sebenak, who was luckless again last time. I know the talent's there, but, geez, frustrating. It's well and truly D-Day. He'd probably want the track better than with heavy eight as I look up on my screen, but uh, there's not much rain about high 20, so I think we're going to get um, a significantly improved track by game day. Um, And we can get $12, Sebenak. Yeah, look, I I think he's a 20-to-1 chance on a heavy track, but... On a, on a good or just soft, you know, he, he can win the race, uh, but he needs luck and um, he needs to stand up. What's your highlight between Sydney and Melbourne? Yeah, it looks some terrific racing, but uh, there's no doubt that the, the Caulfield meeting's got panels on the Rose Hill meeting with respect. Um, and the Zipping Classic is a terrific race. So even with the scratching of Hudor, you've got Muramasa who keeps winning, keeps running time. His next challenge, of course, is wait for age. Vaughan Declare has many more runs on the board. He's a Melbourne Cup winner, and he was the best on pacer in this year's Melbourne Cup, which was a dynamite swoopers race. 
Duke de Sessa ran well in a Caulfield Cup and gets two and a half kilos on Muramasa at weight for age. So he's not out of it. Rain helps him. Uh, but Muramasa on top in, in a terrific uh, race. Yeah, I agree. Even deny knowledge. Um, we mm. see the form of her in her last two starts. Drawn one, Jamie Carr in the saddle. Um, it's a $5 chance. Is deny knowledge high up in your ratings as well? Yeah, look, fifth pick, I think she'll certainly give you a great side. If it's a leader's track, she's right, um, right in the uh, uh, in the A one spot, isn't she on the on the uh, on the Formula One grid? But um, but I'm not expecting that this week, given the rain about in the track. I think they'll be edging off the inside. She's got to run 2500 out as well. So again, it comes down to price with her. Um, she's in the conversation. As I say, I've got a fifth pick. Who'd you land on as your top pick in the zipper? Look, I've been a Muramasa fan for a while. I remember giving him some hope as a Derby three-year-old, and he lost his way the next prep. He's back with a vengeance this prep. Um, he's winning. As I say, he's running the times. And, look, he made Duke DeSessa look second race at Flemington. That horse just ran well in the Caulfield Cup. So, uh, like what I'm seeing here, wait for age. As I say, it's the next challenge. He has to jump that hurdle. Uh, wait for age is also a challenge for Shockamover, but he too looks a progressive type. What chance did you give him in the zipping? Yeah, he's on the up, and again, he fits that profile of the one we touched on, that if you look at pure mathematical ratings, you can't win the race, right? But, you know, if it was that easy, we'd all be millionaires. I mean, the, the great thing about ratings is they're awesome for after the race, but we need to find the winner before the race. So you've got to catch those ones on the upward uh, trajectory and, and sort of beating their rating, if you like. And he could potentially fit that profile, um, and, and he's not without a hope in that race. Um, and then that leaves us with your night watchman, Gator. Who is the one that can get us out of a hole when we're feeling the pinch on the weekend? Look, I'm hoping it's Gennati. She just drew the wrong spot at Flemington. And plus 1,100, I think, is a little bit sharp for her. She went to 1,200 last time and was terrific on a tough day to be a swooper. Uh, she stormed home despite the strong speed. The winner, a lead, and the horse that sat second, she dances, who's a group horse, ran third. She split those two. Um, against um, whatever pattern you perceive on the day. So uh, she'll be the night watchman. And, and um, look, Jigsaw's going to take some catching, but she can catch him, I think, and, and is backable. $4.40 for uh, Gennady in the last at uh, Caulfield. Did hit the line really well last time out. Interesting runner in that last race, Gatter, is this um, Lauda Sion, the mm. former Japanese galloper. Now at the Wallace Stable, and I see it's been $19 into nine fifty. $19. Interesting. I didn't uh, see that. But uh, what I did see was the uh, the jump out, and it was good. Um, but a pretty handy one in Kazoo, who then goes to, uh, we know Kazoo's form, I and mean, it's good around commemorative, um, just a good little horse, that thing. So um, a fascinating runner, and we know punters love <laughs> the Japanese form, don't they? Absolutely. And Damien Lane on board as well. Mm. Um, a couple of SMSs are coming through. If you want to ask Gator anything, you can uh, send us a message on zero four one six This is a good question because I was wondering the same thing. Morning, uh, morning, Gator. Is Miss Rumbini over the odds at nineteen dollars? Do you give it a chance in the Twilight Glow? I think it is that it goes around in a race where there's a lot of um, lightly raced fillies in winning form. Look, there are. Um, that could have easily been the D-Day race as well, the Twilight Glow. And uh, gee, Miraval Rose has come up very thin, it's hasn't she? Money. Given, yeah, that's a, look, I think she's a really good filly, um, and I like what she's doing. I like the fact she easily beat Extremely Rowdy, who went to 
Cranbourne and impressed. She ran the time to back it up as well. But uh, um, this one, Miss Rabini, I'm just having a look at her, her figures out of her last run. And uh, look, I know the tempo wasn't there. So, you know, they went about 10 lengths below average in the first section. So she, she couldn't smash the clock and she well and truly didn't. Um, but her sectionals home were good. And off debut, she's running home 32.8, you know, at Ballarat. So um, off a slow speed, albeit. So I find these ones challenging. These horses on the up that can run a big last 600 figure off a slow speed, uh, you just don't know where they fit in when they get a fast run race. I'm telling you, in my um, anecdotally, I reckon about 7 out of 10 measure up. So... Um, I'm interested in her to some extent. All right. Uh, another SMS here. Uh, G-Train says, Hey, Gator, uh, do you give a maid a chance? Ten do- a 10-year-old, I know, but Geelong mm. Cup winner was flying last start up the inside at Flemington and is a $35 chance. Gee, 35 is big, isn't it? I think, um, I think sometimes we uh, shy away, and, and I probably do it a little bit too, um, you know, when, when they hit that age bracket, you sort of think maybe their winning days are behind them. You know, you still think of, um, you know, great footballers at the tail end of their career. They're still um, serviceable, but they're just not the same. You know, they just don't win your matches anymore. Uh, so that's probably where, you know, I'm thinking of like a Travis Boat, those sort of guys. And um, I think that's where he sort of fits. I think he'll run really well, but uh, I think he's competitive, probably without winning. But at 35 to 1, gee, you can find out. Uh, give us a tip in how much he misses it by. Misses the, the win by. Start. Uh, misses the start. Yeah, we'll go 1.8 this week. Oh, he's on his good good behaviour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. well played. <laughs> uh, that's uh, a maid who on the tab is a $23 chance, so some good shopping there if you've got $35. Uh, there's a couple of other interesting runners I want to get your thoughts on. Ain't no deal done. I know he had mm. a little hoof abscess last up, but... He's uh, around about a $3.10 chance. If it's not too wet on Saturday, gee, he's a... Got to be the one to beat, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that's the key to him. Uh, soft track, I'll back Just Folk. Uh, dry track, I'll back Ain't No Deal Done. And I'm not overly worried about a setback. I don't think it's ideal. But um, he's performed off these gap between runs anyway. So um, if he hasn't missed any work, and, and um, I'd be confident the Eclipse Stakes is a perfect race for him, uh, given the way he's progressing, the times he's running and the horses he's beating. Yep, uh, $3.10. Uh, Revolutionary Miss on the backup. I thought she was overs last week. She got the job done, um, and the money's come for her already now into $2.80. What was your thoughts about her on the backup? Yeah, I was with her last week as well and, and thought um, the horse she beat, I do have a lot of time for, but um, the price differential was ridiculous, and she had her back and simply ran by her. She won a CUNY at 1600 as a three-year-old, so I'm not worried about that. She actually beat Woolen by that day. Now, Willenby did beat her home uh, last start at uh, Flemington. And so there's not much between the two of them. And Revolutionary Miss from that draw won't get the Rails trial run this time. But I think she's pretty good. And um, I think she's the one to beat. Willenby for the loss of the dangers. SMS. Uh, hey, Gator, I think Jamie Carr's going to have a big day on Saturday. Uh, Valana is my best bet of the program. Uh, what chance do you give it? Yeah, best for the day for me. Uh, good at Flemington, the Damien Oliver covered ground. Good in a fast Turak. Uh, sorry, Rupert Clark. Um, back a notch in grade. Probably the best weighted runner on the card. 106 Raider. And the jar out of the track. I think that's the real key. Like, it's not going to be a slop. But um, it won't be uh, 
super firm, and that'll suit Valana down to the ground. So um, made him the best on the 10-race card at Corville. Uh, another SMS. Hey, uh, morning, Michael. Can you ask Gator his thoughts about Picaroon? Race number nine, flying um, mm. up in class uh, from Nick. Yes, I uh, agree with all that. Uh, flying, but, you know, the next test is the up in class, isn't it? And and the problem when you get to that next level and it becomes set weights penalties, uh, yeah, you, you, it just makes it more challenging. Obviously, if it was a handicap picker and it'd be getting a greater weight advantage on those aforementioned uh, gallopers at the top of the market. But, look, good solid win last time, albeit on pace race, but the, the clock was there to back her up. She... She ran near eight lengths above average there, so um, some merit to the performance. She's very genuine. Up in Sydney, a couple of features there as well. We've got the Starlight Stakes. Spoke with Bjorn Baker a little earlier, and um, G. Malkovich looks like he's uh, he's come back well after that trial win. Uh, who did you have on top of the Starlight? Yeah, look, he's... Um, I won't mention any names, but he's... Uh, he's that guy you played footy with who was a star on the track. Flew around... <laughs> Got to race day and game day. Couldn't find the footy all that much. but um, Did you play look, with Sharky, yes. did you? <laughs> he was on the bench, so I didn't see him <laughs> um, much. Um, but, yeah, the trial was terrific. Been a good one as well in, in the heat. So, look, he's going to take some catching. I've got him second pick. I just think Quick Tempo's run last week was too good to ignore. So, lent that way in the starlight over Malkovich. They'll both go in the quaddy. Uh, Who do you like in the festival stakes in Sydney? I think Rustic Steel's ready to win. Uh, doesn't do that all that often, the winning thing, but I uh, like the way he found the line in the Hunter. Gets to 1,500 third up. It's the perfect sort of profile. $4.80 you can get at the moment there. Uh, other SMSs coming through here. Uh, there's a few people asking, have you done the form on the winter bottom, the Group 1 as yet, Gator? Uh, not yet. It just started in Adelaide and then we'll start at them. And so I'm glad they've all gone to 10 races too. That's awesome. So we'll get into all that. <laughs> And um, we'll have the never-ending race day on Saturday. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Merson Cooper? This was the race, of course, that produced Animo a few years ago. Obviously, mm. there's uh, a few unexposed horses in the race. Um, who did you who did you end up coming up with? Yeah, look, it can be a good horse's race, can't it? You go back even a couple of years before that, and there was a, oh, I can't think of the name, but a brilliant winner of, the, of that race. So it can throw a good one, and uh, they can run some time out of this race, and... I thought Enzina's debut was really good. Just uh, had one laying in on top of her up the straight and the, ran really well. I liked the jump out of Wale. Um Media World's trolled well enough behind one who went to uh, the races and won impressively as well. So, look, I don't think it even ends there. Flattered, another one who's jumped out well. So it might be a good race again this year. Enzina uh, and Ezer on top for me. All right. Is it a betting race or a watch and learn? Uh, market, market. Uh, have a look. Uh, computer's slowing up as the tail end of the the year, which I sort of get because I'm feeling the same. But um, yeah, it'll, it'll come down to price. Uh, Four dollars an easer. Look, it's probably backable. Um, what I'm probably waiting for is, is a late push for her. Uh, if I see that, uh, I'll sacrifice probably half a point and take it. Okay. Um, another SMS asking: Does the Inferno get his chance on Saturday? You like Valana in the race, but did you give Inferno a, a, a winning hope as well? Look, he's, he's um, he could have easily made the. It could have been a twelve-man jury had the D-Day horse this year, mm. or this week, and he's one of them, isn't he? I mean, you'd have to say Valana was the better run in the Ripper Clark, but he ran on well. You know, he's entitled to off a fast speed, sure, but um, yeah, he, look, you wouldn't say no, but he could do with a win. He's overdue.
Yep. Uh, another SMS just coming through here for Sharky. Um, I gave Keats uh, a big chance in... Uh, what was the cup that was... Uh, I was over in Japan. Was it the Seymour Cup that was washed out or, or called off on the weekend? Um, uh, ends up finding himself in the eclipse again with Juniper, who came through that race. So a $5.50 chance. Um, where did you have Keats in your numbers on Saturday? Yeah, you know, it was a shame they lost that meeting. Was it, it was a Kitan, was it? Or Kitan, one of those it, yeah. lovely part of the world. But, um, yeah, that was a good return from this horse. He beat Omar McTurg. Kilmore. Yeah, Kilmore, even better. They're both lovely places. Uh, a bit of rain about helps him. Uh, Keats, and he's got a second-up profile. So, uh, look, he's probably one for that early quality as well, yep. All right. Uh, another SMS coming uh, through. I miss Gator's parlay work is very annoying at times. Can mm. you please repeat? Well, that's from Rob in Launching Place. Well, Rob, don't despair. I haven't got to that yet. So what we'll yeah. do is take a quick break, make sure you can get away from work for a couple of minutes, and then we'll come back with Gator's world-famous parlay play. On radio, digital radio, the app and streaming, RSN's Racing Pulse. Good to have your company on Racing Pulse. We are up to the most important moment of the day because Gator's game plan and the parlay, uh, a lot of people uh, are hanging on this. And uh, we got a text message from an M Sharky who said, uh, not wrong, Re being a, um, what, what was the term you used? One of those um, flashy players at training. And then terrible on game day, he said, I had the look, was magnificent at training, and then weird on game day. Mm. Just some sharky up in life, really. Yeah. No, look, if he, if he's after an argument, he's at the wrong place here. You'll get to hear more of his weirdness tomorrow morning uh, on Friday from Focus. Actually, um, I've got a, a daughter's school commitment tomorrow, so Maddie Stewart's in the chair tomorrow. So it gets very weird, that Friday from Focus, when <laughs> you've got Matt Stewart compared with Mick Sharky, so it'll be mm. must Listen, radio. Now, what about the game plan, Gator? Uh, you were close again last week. Um, uh, this week, who are we playing? Yeah, I think we made some money last week, didn't we? Because we replaced Revolutionary Mist with uh, the Scratching and Climbing Star. So uh, we've got a nice collect into Jimmy Star. But um, this week, we're going race six, number two, Valana. Race seven, number three, Mo Down. Race 10, number eight, Gennati. Parlay 2-3 win. Give us strength. I like it. So Caulfield race number six, uh, which is number, just having a look for Valana's number, number six two. two. Six two into race seven three Modown into race ten Gennady. Race ten is number eight. Uh, good on you, Gator. Great work. Speak soon.